Yo, what's up? It's your boy, L.A., a.k.a. The Love Ambassador, coming to you straight, live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Now, I'm going to be very uh, very careful today with my introduction because my brother from another mother, well, he uh, had a little bit of fun on the town and he's dusted himself off to get up to give you another podcast. So without yelling into the microphone or anything like that, Mr. Philly, how are you, man? And uh, how was last night? Uh, hey, man. Last night was good. It was uh, not nothing too crazy, but you know, like a good house party kind of thing. Meet up with good people, and just time gets gets away from you. And you look around, and they're all so late. You drank so much. You're like, okay, gotta get home. So what time? What time? I reckon you finished up. Two a.m. Three a.m. Yeah. yeah, two, 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 two. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. my old boss used to tell me that nothing good happens after two a.m. Sure. And this was his ethos. This was his ethos of mine. He was like, if you if you're single and you haven't picked up, or if you're in a couple and you know you've you've done your rounds, he said after two a.m. nothing good happens. Just cold stumps and uh and head off home. And uh, you know I, I trialed it. I've trialed uh, quite a few late nights in the old dance floor and. And and about being a man of town, and uh, yeah, I, I think through my research over the years, I actually agree with the statement. So the first thing, the podcast, Cole Stumps at two AM. I agree with that. Now, uh, the most interesting thing that I've had happen this week, mm-hmm. quite hilarious. Uh, building on the last podcast we had, which was the Chinese spy balloon over the into ICBM missiles. Uh, in um, Montana, obviously a bit of criticism. You know, how can you have a Chinese spy balloon over our nuclear weapons for a couple of days? So naturally there's been in the news about quite a few other balloons that have been shot out of the sky. Uh, it turns out that one of them was a $12 balloon from some, like, tight balloon club. Are you serious? And so They've set yeah, so they've set it up, right? It's like the Illinois Balloon Club or whatever it is. So they've set it they've sent it up and they've got a little GPS tracker thing and whatever, just like similar to people use drones. And next thing they know, an F twenty two jet has appeared with a sidewinder four hundred thousand dollar missile and blown it out of the sky. I didn't hear about this, but yeah. it's about indicative yeah. of our uh, of our current situation. In the <laughs> some people are like, "Oh, it's UFOs," and the government's caught hiding it, right? And then they've come on; they've had to come on saying, "Look, it's not UFOs." Blah blah blah. Anyway, one of the news networks had actually had the person on, and they were like, "Yeah, it was <laughs> it was that balloon." That just got absolutely blown out of the sky by a jet. Oh god! <laughs> what happens? Do you do you kind of uh do you kind of get tax deduction with the IRS? Say uh, yeah, oh, it's twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, they really played up this whole balloon thing, man. I think I, I think it's just to distract people because because so many people. I think one a distraction, and then they're. It's easy to get guys thinking, "Oh wow, some secret things are shooting out of the sky." They don't want to tell us exactly what it is, and it's like, 
they're not telling you because it's aliens. They're not telling you because they're embarrassed and they're just idiots. And now they're just shooting shooting any balloon out of the sky, right? (laughs) Maybe this could be like a new kind of romantic Valentine's Day hot air balloon. Yeah, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Just fill your balloon full of like love hearts or something like that, and then just (laughs) wait for it. Wait for an American jet to blow it out of the sky. Love hearts just blast everywhere. We have so many issues and so many things going on right now. And the the, the main thing that people want to talk about are these fucking balloons. It's like, who who cares, man? It's like, we already know the Chinese are spying on us. We're probably spying on them. I mean, everyone's spying on everybody. To think that that one side isn't, and it's like, oh, this is, this is, this is apprehensible. This is, this is just uncalled for. It's like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, even if it was a Chinese spy balloon, don't they, don't they have like satellites that can freaking read the license plate off a car. So like, who cares, man? It's, it's like, not yeah. just that. Yeah, they've got, I'm sure all those people in Montana that are like, you know, watching over the missiles uh, have got their little TikTok accounts and doing their little dances in between, you know, checking yeah. the nuclear bomb levels. And it's, it's, I think we're at the stage now where we have to presume that that everyone knows everything. Like there's just no secrets anymore. Yeah. Like dude. okay, your average your average Joe Blow, you know, we don't know what's going on, right? But you know, the people in 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 spy networks and whatever. Yeah. I mean, the technology is so insane yeah. now that it's it's no way. It's just stupid so, to think um, shooting down a balloon is gonna is gonna solve anything. It's like, dude, one of our freaking congressmen. We're sleeping with a Chinese spy. <laughs> it's like yeah, come but, on, but dude. it's also Bad he fan. was was it he he was also on the like mm-hmm. what was it he was on some committee for like intelligence or House something intelligence like committee well. yeah House intelligence committee then the Democrats got all upset when they when they took him off the committee <laughs> they're like are you fucking kidding me it's like this dude has literally got honey potted. And had access to information that nobody else has, and you want them to stay there? It's like, just get real. Yeah, it's it's such a circus. The, I wonder what the chat is because the Russian, the Russians in the Soviet Union, KGB perfected this, like using beautiful Russian women to you know bed men because they say that um, anyone can be corrupt. Well, any man, right? We'll go. We'll go traditional man for a moment, right? So sorry to yeah. all the gender benders out there, right? But they say any man can be corrupted by power, money, or punani, because we're a Christian channel here, right? Yeah. Those three things that can be fake, which can corrupt them in any way, right? Either, though, so so part of the secret service of the KGB was to use these, like, drop-dead gorgeous Russians or whoever wanted to help out to yeah. bed these people and... You know, get all the get all the secrets. You know, yeah. um, but I wonder what's the chat. You know, so so you like the CCP and shout it to the people of the CCP listening to our conversation. You know, mm-hmm. CCP, do you think, brother? But what's the chat? Do you do you like recruit a right lady and you say, look, for national intelligence, you're gonna have to do some hanky panky. You know, and then I, like, how far does a hanky panky go? Does for her, like nationalism, does she have to be prepared to like marry the dude and have kids and everything like that? And then, yeah, how do they maybe. train them? 
because like she's gonna have to be pretty decent in between the goalposts because he was, you know, if he's not satisfied, he's gonna start trying to wander somewhere else. Yeah. So what's the chat and the training? I'd really like to know, you know. I, I this is the type of stuff where I'd like secret services to anonymously call me and say, hey, look, you know, you, you, we know you listen. You know we're listening to your podcast and uh, can't really say who it is. But, you know, if it was to happen, this is the answer to your question with the hanky-panky question, you know. So, anyway. So, I was uh, – last night I went to a jazz club. Well, mm-hmm. not jazz. I went, I went to see some jazz last night, like a 1920s kind of oh, cool. you know, clarinet. Um, what's, the, what's the smaller saxophone? So it's not a clarinet. Soprano. But anyway, so sax, guitar, and uh, and 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 bass. So I was catching up with my buddy there, and um, he's uh, I'm as you know like an IT dinosaur. Yeah. But he is on to this chat box, chat box GT or GP, the Microsoft GPT. one. Yeah. Yeah, GPT. And he and he said a very interesting and a very interesting question to me. What happens if AI gets so technologically advanced that it it runs everything? And and look, I'm a bit spooked by this sort of stuff, but I'll try and keep it as, as uh, just straight facts. So, what happens if government is replaced by AI? Um, what happens if uh, like the the well, we already know manufacturing can be replaced by AI. And what happens if if we get to a level of uh, technological innovation that basically everything is done? So the 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 politicians is run by um, AI because they're they're basically better because they don't in theory they don't have greed and they don't have corruption and whatever. And then and then the businesses and whatever are run by AI. I guess my question to you is: A, could you foresee? To see that happening in I don't know 20, 30 years, and B, mm. like, what's what's your thoughts on it, like, in terms of how the society runs? Because what I said to him was, well, well, then, how's the money? So does that mean we go back to the Andrew Andrew Wang or Andrew Yang that ran for president in the United States that said we get a universal wage because everything's going to be automated, and then would would be actually being run by AI in terms of politics, be more efficient and, and fairer. What's, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I think more and more will be done by AI, but I don't think it'll ever be the, the, the decision of, like the AI will be programmed in a way and controlled in a way by particular people to, to, to do what it's meant to do. Right. Um, and then I don't know, this is like conspiracy level stuff, right? But I don't think with the kind of population density we have now, you could do like uh, everybody just lives kumbaya and does nothing. Um, Which is why, you know, you always have these government people talking about population control and such. I think if you ever have a point where it's, you know, very reduced amount of people and then AI is running most of the day to day, which gives people their, you know, freedom to do whatever they want, pursue whatever hobbies they want, you know, advance science if they're really smart. Um, 
then it could be possible, but with however many billions we have in the world right now, nah, I don't see it happening. It just, it just, I could see that I could see it being used for particular, like, like banking, um, and finance. Uh, but again, it could always be tampered with, right? Um, if there's a person designing it, it's it's corruptible. That's all. So it's quite scary to me, though, as you have people who are using this chat uh, GBT and like talking to it, and then you'll ask it a question and then, you know, say, oh, can you give me a paper on this? Or can you tell me about this? And it will give you, you know, what it finds online. But I think it's even worse for the younger gen. Because whereas, you know, when you were older, you kind of believed what you were told or you or you would read books or read the newspaper, try to do your own research, right, is what we had to do. Then in our generation, we have Google. So you can Google, but there's lots of different sources and you can pick which side you want to believe, either the right, left, up, down, you know, uh, that doesn't matter. Like you you can find something to to help your argument or, you know, learn something new or maybe you know, disprove something you thought was true before. Uh, but now you have this new tool, which I think is just going to be used as a way to control information. You're going to have the younger generation who not only need to even Google anything, they just ask ChatGPT, you know, hey, you know, what's this? And the reply they're going to get is going to be the reply that the powers that be want you to see. Um, I mean, we already know that like the search engines, right, they doctor what you what comes up in the results. And, you know, you have YouTube or Twitter, like when we see from what Twitter used to do, trying to, you know, quietly ban people or make it so they're inaccessible. Um, to me, it's just making the idea of having it. information at your fingertips was a beautiful thing when there was so much information and you actually had to sort through all of it and try to come to your own conclusions. But now I think we have we have a generation of people who are and, and ours I think are 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 partly to blame as well because we kind of abuse the old idea of oh just Google it just Google it just Google it. Now you have a younger gen who probably don't even want to do that. They have their phone with them all the time anyway, and any question they have, they'll just ask this machine, and the machine will tell them the answer, and they're going to take it as gospel. Because if they want to do any further research, they have to do it on their own. But most people don't care, right? Like mo most people. They're more concerned about a sports team or, you know, paying, not that there's anything wrong. I mean, if that's how you want to live your life, but when you're talking about political things or social agendas, then yeah, I think this is just going to be a, you're just going to see what they want you to see. And the younger people are, are not going to be exposed to any other viewpoints. Um, so I, 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 I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan. I don't like the idea of digitizing everything. Factories is fine, but when you start talking about things like this chatbot or banking, um, even though a lot of finance is already automated anyway, right? They have like those computer traders that do everything. And actually, I, I don't really even know what most people in banks do anymore. Why do you need the guy trading stocks or something? They have uh, uh, formulas for all of this, the programs that run everything and it's more of a math thing than like, a, oh, I'm going to research the market and, and take a take a position on it. It's, it's all done. They had to outlaw that kind of stuff. I think the speed trading for the computers because it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good tool for control. So I think um, it'll, it's, it's interesting uh, talking about the 
It's interesting talking about the finance because when I was at university, I actually did a finance commerce degree. And mm. so they sit down and they go through all these, you know, CAPMs, you know, formulas, and IIRs, all this math stuff. And they go through all the theory about markets and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of a couple of years of studying, the professor goes, well, we can't have a perfect market. And the very reason is, is and I have, I forgot what it's called, it's myopic or myopia or something. There's this actual formula that they put in. <clears throat> and what that formula is, is human emotions and, and human you know, like the tulip trade or or or, or crypto or mm. NRT or NFTs or whatever they're called, right? So human emotion, right, just destroys the perfect market because they all, a lot of the times, there's no real rhyme and reason to what they're doing it. You know, people can just have a run on a specific thing like the GameStop is a, a, a prime example, you know, the whole Reddit. Uh, you know what we saw a couple of years ago. Oh no, the GameStop so, one was good though. That that was smart what they did because they saw that. I mean, you know what happened with that, right? Yeah, yeah. the hedge funds were but, shorting I mean, the shares when they're like they had such a large short position that there actually weren't even enough shares around to cover it. So that's why some guy on Reddit said, "Hey, there's so much short open short positions here. If we start buying." These guys can't actually, you know, that they can't actually cover. So they have to buy a higher price just to cover their shorts. So they got together and just started buying everything up. <laughs> but, but uh, absolutely. But on a, on a general perspective, though, in theory, if you have AI, in theory, it will make it a more efficient market because you're taking the emotional element out of it. Look, I'm, I always joke with my mates. Um, I'm really, you know, you and I in our discussions as well, like off off podcast. Uh, I'm just like really nice to Siri, and I'm really nice to those automated chat things and the insurance, or whatever. And I know it sounds crazy in tinfoil hat, but I'm just like in the day, it really does go like the movies, and they take everything over. I just want them to be just like, yeah, that bloke really nice to us when he had the power. You know, we'll be nice to him in return. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't like the fact that the people that try to explain to me try to explain that our oh, development's so unconscious and it's, and this is kind of neutral thing and this it's this utopia and it's and then I asked another buddy and he said, well, look, you know, flurry words aside, it's just code, you know, it's just code, so it's just replying to what it is that you want and and and, yeah. and monitoring and algorithms and everything like that. So he said it's not he said it's not as much to worry about as people really play it out to be. He said it's just a quite a straightforward coding thing, you know, and he said it's just the he said it's the next he said you can think of it as a more advanced Google basically. He said yeah. that that just kind of sifts through everything. Um but I have a general concern of the. It's already been proven that our the current generation, right after the baby boomers, let's just argument sake by millennials. It's the first time in, that the that the human mind is decreasing in its in its in its in its power and and its and whatnot. Yeah. Not to say that we're not intelligent. But because we no longer store information like our parents did, 
Yeah. We no longer had to do like the algorithms and whatever, you know. Yeah. We no longer had to do the like it was just pure repetition, you know. Like you talk to people, and you, you even to this day, your parents would be like, "Oh, I remember the poems that we said at school, and I remember when we learned this." And you know, you'll say you'll be at the dinner table having a chat, and they're like, "Don't you remember like basic chemistry?" So. Already we're seeing that the, the, the people's mind have been altered because they no longer retain the information. Yeah. So even if we even if we go on a very simple, it's it's an extra level of um Google and it's just more advanced, well then people are becoming even more um their cognitive abilities become a lot less. And I think that's what's dangerous. Because now we're in a society where we're just completely reliant on on what the what the computer or the phone tells us, and and like you said, like we've seen since COVID that people have taken uh, taken different directions in 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 their life of, of politics and social and gender and climate and whatever it is. There's no real right or wrong, you know, because I can think that I'm right in my my ways, and then if I talk to you know a communist, they'll say, well, you're wrong, and I'm right, and and blah blah blah. Yeah, but. As the cognitive ability declines, we become more and more easy to be, be manipulated, and not necessarily manipulated in a you know big government global reset. Even down to just the very basic day to day living, you know, because it, once you lose that critical analyst, it's it goes from buying a house to being aware that. that you know, you go into the supermarket and the numbers don't add up properly. You know, um, it can be to how you're paying your bills and checking your bills and whatever. And I think that's what's a real issue because it's all part of Western civilization deteriorate because everyone else isn't going to this ultra, ultra advanced, essentially laziness. They're still like, nah, we've got to catch up for the 400 years that we're behind because of colonization and slavery and intervention from foreign powers and everything like that and we've yeah. got to build our business and privatize and make whatever so therefore from a global because we're now globalists whether we like it or not i mean how, how are people going to compete because they're just sitting there waiting for the chat box to tell them what to think while yeah. there's you know 100 million people in the middle of china or india or nigeria that are out there hustling that will eventually get it one up on them. and the wealth that was created, whether rightly or wrongly, it's not going to last forever. I mean, I'm seeing in Australia now the stuff that they're passing is just mind-blowing. You may as well just take a shotgun, clock it, and shoot yourself in the head economically. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. So, yeah, let's see what happens, man. And, let's and, see what happens. I think it depends. The whole idea of, like, the market and the economy, I, I don't know. It could go either way. To, to me, like you can say it's worked a certain way and maybe the best, most fair way was the barter system. But at the end of the day, everything we're doing right now is all just a man-made idea anyway. Who's to say that it couldn't be optimized and then none of it would even matter anymore? You know, how much money or I don't know, man. Right. And the, the, the push is to go a particular way, which is more or less let's not worry about what market forces dictate. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of things happen concurrently. You're going to have population reduction. 
I think that's going to happen. Then you're going to have a new banking system come in. That'll probably happen before the population part. I really, I hope I'm wrong, but I feel that this, like all these banks pushing these digital currencies, that's going to change everything. It's not going to matter, you know, if your business idea is a good idea or a bad idea. I mean, it's just numbers on a screen at that point. They can they can make your business uh, in profit, no no issue. If it's all controlled via central, you know, system, they'll just say, "Don't worry about it." Your business could be bleeding cash all the time. They'll just say, "Yeah, it's fine." It's just it's numbers in an account at the end of the day. And then if the population comes off, then it really doesn't matter because then your demand and what you have to produce is less, 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 and less, right? So maybe well, you know it was really interesting. I was watching this thing on. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you on WhatsApp later on if you're interested mm-hmm. about the Soviet economy and what why it failed and the guy that did the documentary actually went all the way back to the black plague in the late 1300s or whatever Mm. and so basically what happened was the black plague which they believe was caused by i think rats from china or whatever it was but not to single out it was basically the silk road trail right so emanated in asia or mongolia or whatever it was um and wiped out essentially like 50% of the population. Yeah. And it used to be a feudal system with serfs, right? So you would just work the land. And what was interesting was it became such a severe population shortage that the peasants ended up actually getting more money and whatnot because landlords were like, well, we don't have anyone to work our, our fields. We'll start just paying people extra. Yeah. And I actually watched something this morning where that's in the in Europe, that's where surnames came from. Because people didn't have surnames beforehand unless they were like uber rich, you know. Yeah. But then what happened was because there was such a huge migration of labor, you would go from being like, you know, I'm I'm John that works so and so field in I don't know, like Oxfordshire and Cat. And you're like, oh, well, actually, I'm still alive and I can go over to London and earn more money. And there's all these other Johns. I need to differentiate myself on the market. So yeah. I'll take, you know, my former landlord guy's name Smith and I'll become John Smith. And then and then it kind of carries on from there. Yeah. yeah. And then it's interesting with the with the discussion of, of depopulation, right? Because with if depopulation does occur. Does that mean that those that are still around have a better lifestyle because there's there's more demand for the labour, or do they go under <coughs> under a Soviet way? And the Soviet way was like, nah, we're still going to keep the way that things are. The service is still going to be the same. The system's still going to be the same. Everything's going to be controlled by the government, um, and there's no incentive, right? There's no incentive for the farmer to go from one farm to the other or whatever. And I think that for all the talks of of, of, of digital currency and the population decrease, I kind of wonder which way, like what what effects it will have on on essentially if it was to happen, those that are still around. And now people might start to to listen and say, oh, well, we're starting to enter sort of tin fortress, right? But there is credited research in, in things like The Economist and you know, other other what people would consider um, a good journalistic mainstream, whatever, 
when they've looked at Europe, and they've actually said in Europe it's going to be like a 50% reduction of the population because um, in 20, 30 years because there's so much chemicals within so much chemicals within the men's body that they, they just cannot produce as much children, if at all, and then the expenses of the children. And yeah. it's, a bit of a, a crude, it's a bit of a crude thing, but I was reading yesterday, I think it was The Australian, where apparently the men's penis size in the last 30 years has increased by 24%. So most blokes are like, oh, yeah, I've got a bigger, you know, I've got a bigger thing that's fantastic. But apparently... It's actually really bad because they think that the reason why it's growing is because there's so much chemicals and like diet and everything else that is gonna it's gonna actually impact the fertility rates and fertility rates have gone through the roof. So before we even say, oh, people are trying to sort of wipe out humanity, there's a genuine medically proven, you know mainstream acceptance that for a for fertility rates among men are just dropping in in essentially the western world and what's also interesting is when people come from other countries that had higher birth rates when they move into uh, when they move into western countries the fertility rates and also the birth rates drop so they were looking at italy and italy was uh Italy has the, the second oldest population behind Japan in the world. So then they were like, yeah, there's a need for migration and we'll bring in Albanians and we'll bring in Eritreans and we'll bring in whatever because we need young people to, to bolster the economy and keep it going, right? And then they were like, well, we also need them to have realistically three to four kids to kind of keep things going because, like, you know, we're only bringing in however many people with huge population. And they noticed that actually, let's say in like Syria, they were having five or six kids, but when they were coming to Italy, they were having way less. And so it comes back to what I was saying. Like there is there is by nature going to be depopulation, right, in many parts of the country um, before we even look at climate whatever. And it's going to be interesting for those that are left how their lives are going to pan out. Really. I think it's going to be marketed, what you said, oh, is it going to be some utopian, not utopian system, but a system where it's better for the people who are left or a system that's worse? It's going to be worse. But I think it'll be marketed as it'll be better. Like, they're going to say, oh, all these changes are for the better, right? Oh, you, you know, have uh, all central banking, everything's seamless now, everything's automated now, you guys can all chill. But I don't, I don't, I don't buy that that like you would have to say that people in government and the people with all the money right now actually have the general population's best interest at heart they definitely don't for them it'll be much better right because then they don't have to worry about as many things and they're not so reliant on people anymore to live their life right for them it's a good it's actually good for them to get rid of people because first they don't really even like us and then second they they don't have to be so worried about the mob right the, the mob mentality the the you know like it doesn't always go your way which is i think their their fear right now in the sense of oh if we push these things a little bit too hard maybe we get a very big backlash and it could it could set everything back 
10 years, right? They don't want to do that. So I think everything's being done very quietly, very slowly. They use things to distract you from, from what's happening. Uh, I really feel like that whole economy is sort of a controlled collapse. Like I, I think most people know it's like people high up know it's coming. Um, when, I don't know, but I, I think for them, there's incentive to crash the economy because they want to kill the middle why class. Well, what do you mean? Why? Uh, to, to kill the middle class. Yeah. yeah rich, rich people don't lose anything when the, when the, when the economy collapses, what do they lose? They all come out. Yeah, it's funny. Cause I, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny because I actually live in a I live in a very well-to-do area, and I was having uh, my usual local cafe breakfast this morning, um, and I was reading the economic news about how potentially you can go to X amount of blah whatever blah blah blah. And I'm looking around, and I'm just thinking like, this business will not only still survive, but all these people here like it won't impact them at all. Like maybe they're super a little bit, you know, but it's not gonna. Everyone else around the island is going to be like just absolutely tanking in all sorts of nightmares, you know. But yep. if yeah. you're already well off, it's not going to do much. But you, I, I think, I, I feel like I said the powers that be. It's not just the middle class they want to go after. They also want to go after upper middle class. I think they just want to wipe. They just want to wipe people out, and they'll keep you know a certain you know some politicians, some other people will all be fine, and then you pretty much destroy everything everybody has. And then you rebuild it from the ground up. And how are they going to rebuild it? I don't know. I think different. I, I think the system that they would like would be, say, a Singaporean system where they got like, I mean, the younger gen is starting to push back against it. Right. But you have the older gen where it's, you know, you buy you buy something. It's not yours. Right. You buy a car. It's not your car. It's, it's on lease. Even if you buy a car, it's on lease. You have to give it back or get rid of it. Like, you don't get to keep it for, you know. 20, 30 years. I think, I think it's I think it's two different things. I mean, I I, I for one am uh, am a fan of the of the Singapore system. The sense that it, it, you have a a country with no resources and you know that has turned the population, the majority of the population, have incredible living standards. I think what you're talking about is more uh, is more Marxism. Like more, more trying to trying to take out the middle class because the yeah. middle class is the true opposition the, to government control. This, the Singapore and having system, essentially more Marxism. The Singapore so system it, survives because it it's 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 allowed to. It has money pouring in from so many other countries that they can do what they're doing right now. If if the it finance also, it also finance maintain, it also maintains the lifestyle for the population the because of how much money good lifestyle. Because of how much money is rolling in. If you cut off the finance sector and say all these banks, all this stuff is going to go through a huge restructuring, they're not going to have that much money to play around with anymore. I mean, you look at the stuff they do. Their own government investment arm loses billions, hundreds of millions of dollars, but they're still able to. Believe me, it's not so straightforward as as you would as you would think in how they, they do things. They're pretty much a service hub. And if something gets cut off, they lose a huge portion of what what they can it's either people hide their money here and then you have governments like china and us who have very big incentive at the moment to kind of put money here so they have that Apparently they have enormous that chinese money's coming in yes it's a lot so when you have that it's fine and then you also have to understand that the, the the when you say they have high living standard sort of but not really because in the sense of 
you again, you don't own anything and your standard of living is completely not, you really don't have much control over it here. Like the government, if you're a local here, the government puts you in a position where they take a lot of your money and put it into their CPF fund, which is their government fund system. And they pretty much use that money to invest in whatever they want. And you're left with say a pittance. And then you want to go buy a, 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 a flat, which is only 99 years lease. That That's it, dude. You're done. That's your money. You're stuck paying that off probably for the rest of your life for the new gen. The older gen got made out great, but for the new younger people, they're screwed. How are they going to afford that? It's it's a more it's a more of a it's a more of a global a global question actually because the younger people now the it's hard for all of them in all countries. You actually now essentially have like a you got two minutes. Yeah, you ha- you have now you have now basically classes that are growing basis of where their parents the luck of where their parents lived. Um, yep. But I mean, look, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it's going to be interesting. I I just I just really would suggest to people to to sort of put put politics and 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 gender and whatever it is aside, and start to actually look at. Um, how best to maintain their living standards or improve their living standards. Because at the at the end of the day, we can argue about everything and it's a distraction. You need to have like I think that's sort of the core of it. Make sure that you have a good, healthy living standard. Well uh, you'll give your final thoughts, Brusty. Uh yeah, I mean look, all these arguments are just a distraction. Uh I don't think the governments are serious about any of the social justice stuff. They just push it because, you know, people don't realize their standard of living is collapsing around them. And then they're given some crusades to go fight, which has no significant bearing on, on anything uh, at the end of the day. Um, I mean, maybe slight bearing, but there's so much other worse shit going on. That's just, you know, arguing about, you know, whether a guy can go into a girl's bathroom, but then at the same time, the world economy could collapse and, you know, there's a war going on and why is there a war going on? Who's benefiting from it? You don't ask any of these questions. You're too busy worried about 0.1% or 0.01% of the population. It's crazy. Time's up, Broski. We'll leave it till uh, next week and continue the discussions. Appreciate it, Yeah, buddy. Take it easy. Later. Bye.